Hey you, how are you? Happy March 3rd, 2023. It is Friday. My name is Anna Wells. The name of the podcast is Transparency. And today I would love to chat with you about fear. What are you afraid of? So the reason why we experience fear, and again, I'm no expert. I'm just sharing what I have learned so far. So I think, in my humble opinion, the reason we experience fear is because we are self-centered. Not selfish, but self-centered. You only feel fear when you're thinking about yourself. For example, you're thinking, oh my God, does, does my hair look okay? Am I going to say the right things? Does the lighting look okay? Is the audio clear? Do I feel confident? Are they going to like me? Is this going to go viral? Is anyone watching? Is anyone going to comment? And when you put all that away, and when you keep in mind, there is no fear when the mission to serve is clear. Again, there is no fear when the mission to serve is clear. And I know that sounds so cliche because everyone always says, oh, I just want to help others. But you have to elaborate. Like, why do you want to help others? You know, what is your gift? What do you think you can help others with? So once you start thinking about who you are trying to help, for example, an example, for example, an example, let's say you're driving down the road and you see this horrible car accident and a car flips over and you don't even think twice, you jump out of your car to help that person, right? So in that moment, do you think about like, oh my gosh, how does my hair look? Do I have bad breath? You don't because you're helping that person. You're helping that person in need who needs you, you know? And that's exactly with, with life. Even if you have a product or a service or with social media or with friends or your partner, if you just put your own feelings aside, when someone help, when someone needs you, someone two steps behind you needs you, you know, there, there's someone out there that needs you more than you need them. And, you know, don't forget, when you're always in action, action creates clarity. And also, another thing, everyone always talks about, oh, there's so much competition, it's such a saturated market. No, it really isn't. That's your mindset. Again, that's your ego. Your ego is saying for example, me, I'm a boutique owner, so I cannot support other boutiques because there's only room for me. I won't make it far in life if I thought like that. That is very close-minded, very close-minded. And I remember when I started my boutique, my brick and mortar, um, there was, and I told you this story, um, at the Glam Squad where I get my lashes done, all of a sudden, I'm laying there for my appointment to get my lash extensions done. And then Alex, my lash guy, he says, oh, yeah, there's this girl moving in. Her boutique is moving in. I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, oh, she is like, she comes from the corporate world, but she wants to boot, start a boutique and she's leasing that space. I'm like, but wait a minute. 
I have a boutique already and I would like to use that space. He's like, I had no idea. And then I'm like, I got a little jelly. I got a little envious. I'm like, wait a minute. I want that space. I had no idea. And then I had this yucky feeling, you know, because we all get jealous. But then she had her grand opening. And of course, I followed her and I told her, hey, you know, I'm following you and I want to be friends. And I genuinely, literally really wanted wanted to be friends. And then she had the grand opening. And again, I had this little, this little sharp jealousy feeling like, oh, do I want to support her because I live like five minutes away? And I'm like, yeah, of course I want to support her. And I did. And then once I made that decision that I wanted to support her, it actually grew into a nice friendship. And we helped each other. She she actually helped me more than I helped her. And then because of that, she helped me move into the space after she moved out. So never say never and collaboration over competition. And there is success. There's enough success for everyone. Okay. So I also want to tell you a little story. And I know I like story time because that makes me get to know you when you tell a story on your podcast or, you know, in your stories, hopefully without filtering your stories. And so today I went again to the DMV and the same one, which is kind of dumb, but John is like, just go there because you've been there before. You're already ahead there. Like they said, do the written test at home for your driver's license. And then you have to come here to do the driving test. You don't need an appointment, which one person said. But then when I came the next day, another person was there and she said, that's not true. And I'm like, uh, okay. So it's very important that you remember someone's name. I, I thought I did, but I didn't because I was so nervous. Every time I go there, I'm telling you, it almost feels like I'm going into the hospital. Like I am so nervous my palms are sweaty, my stomach is like tight, like my throat is tight, like I'm I'm so scared. And now I know why, because every time I leave there in tears, and this was like, I don't know, the fourth or the fifth time. So now Monday, I'm going, I thought I was going to Fort Worth, but I think it's better to go to a smaller one, I think in Decatur. So I'm going to go with one of my besties, Christine. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to pick her up at 6 a.m. And then we're going to drive there and hopefully get lucky. Because the story is that, as you know, I'm a Dutchie. So I have a Dutch passport and an American passport. And California driver's license, which is now expired because it took so long to make an appointment. It took like eight months to get in for an appointment. And who knew? So now I had all this in the car because I was working on getting my driver's license, my Texas driver's license, and then I got robbed. So now everything is gone, like even my Dutch passport, my American passport, my social security, even though I got robbed of that card uh, years ago in Beverly Hills. So what else? Everything. It's all gone. So now I just need something. And did you know that they say... What works as ID is also your gun license. I do not have a gun license. I will never want a gun license, but that works. I had no idea. Um, I think I'm one of these people that if I had a gun, I would use it against myself because I'm such a shaker. I'd be like, oopsie, you know, like I just don't believe in it. I, I think it's dangerous, but that's me, obviously. That's my own humble opinion. But uh, yeah, we're, I'm going there Monday. 
to try it again. And then Friday, we're closing on the house on our new home here in Grapevine. And we can't close if I don't have ID. So then we're going in April to Amsterdam for my sister's wedding. So we can't make that either if I don't have anything. So every day I'll make it my mission to go. And we're moving, you know, I'm moving everything into boxes. We have this capsule on the driveway. It's also known as the pot, but that's another company. And they park the capsule in your driveway, leave it there, and then you fill it up. And once it's full, you contact them and they take it to the new house and there you unload. It's like $200. Yeah. But on top of that, we still need movers for the bigger stuff. But I really want to share with you that, you know, when you share, even when you feel bad, that really resonates with people. Like today, woke up at five and then I was at the DMV, I don't know, from like around seven till... I don't know, 9, 10, 11, quite a long time. And the people in line were there from midnight. They were there from midnight. Isn't that crazy? So when I left that line after knowing, okay, I'm not getting in, I'm not getting anything done today, I cried like a little baby bitch. <laughs> and then later, so I got home and I listened to a lot of podcasts. I took a bubble bath, washed my hair. I'm doing laundry. I'm doing all the things. And now finally I'm like, snapping out of it. And I think that is because I gave myself time to cry like a little baby and to talk about it, to express my feelings, to vent, to communicate, to listen to others about it. And now I'm getting a lot of tips and tricks, which makes me feel that I'm not alone, which makes me feel seen, heard, acknowledged, appreciated and loved. And I think that's really the key to everything. As long as you share, open up, communicate, let your voice be heard because your voice matters. And it's funny because I, I kind of contradict myself there because John and I don't really vote. And I know you're judging. You're like, oh, Anna, that's so bad. And I guess it is bad because our voices do matter. And we always say, oh, who cares about what we say, you know, but it adds up. So I will vote. The next time I will vote. And also as an uh, as a Dutch citizen, I could not vote. With a green card, you cannot vote. You can do everything except vote. <laughs> so now I'm a citizen, now I can vote. So other than that, I really want to share with you that share your struggles, not just your highlight reels. Um, when I was sharing this story and I had some tears in my eyes, and then one of my girlfriends said, you should make it a highlight reel. So I made it a highlight reel to help, hopefully help the next person. Because I think as long as we talk about it, there's awareness. I even wrote to my Congress lady. Another friend of mine said, why don't you write to her? So I did. Um, so hopefully something comes out of it. But I understand it's a first world problem. It's not a third world problem. I get that, but it's still a problem. You know what I mean? It still holds me back from moving forward. Like even when I'm driving and the cops is next to me, I'm like freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, they're going to arrest me. I'm going to be under the jail. I'm not going to be in the jail. I'm going to be under the jail. Like I'm that scared. I'm so scared of them. And I think it also is from based on my experiences with the law. 
that because I was illegal and it was my own fault, because I got deported and they put me in like jail, Salvation Army for three days and then deported me to Amsterdam, back to, you know, my, not to Amsterdam, to St. Martin, to Dutch property. And I think because of that, I'm so scarred and I'm so scared of them. I remember also being pulled over in Beverly Hills or no, actually in Bel Air, I was visiting a girlfriend of mine. She used to be my neighbor in Beverly Hills and she moved to Bel Air. And I I think I was coming to visit her or came back from her house. And then I rolled through a stop sign. And I tell you this, and maybe you don't believe this, but in Holland, as far as I know, we don't have like stopping in front of a stop. So like a full stop, we don't have that, but maybe I'm wrong. But I rolled through it. I don't know what I was thinking. So yeah, they pulled me over. And I also remember getting out of the car when they pulled me over and they yelled at me. And I'm like, geez, I'm not a criminal. Like, why are you yelling at me? Do I look like a criminal? But I get it now after watching TV and, you know, reading about it and knowing more about it, I get it that you cannot ever get out of the car unless they instruct you to get out of the car. Another thing what I noticed when I was in line this morning for DMV, all walks of life of life are in that line, you know, fancy, not fancy, from all sides of the tracks were there. And we all, you know, talk to each other, chat and compare notes and everyone has a story. And then when we were standing there for hours on end and it was cold, it was cold. Early in the morning, it was cold. And then this this guy came out with a cowboy hat, uh, you know, an official from DMV. And he said, okay, now get in line and go to that side. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're like like a bunch of sheep. You know, they were, they were hurling, hurling, like a bunch of sheep. And I'm like, only Americans follow rules so easily. Like in Holland, we are rebels, Europeans, or I can only talk about the Dutch or me, I guess. We're rebels. We don't like rules and regulations. Like when you go to Amsterdam on, let's say, uh, New Year's Eve, um, that night, because I've been there several times, you know, it's my country, and they have like fireworks and they throw it like pretty much at you, like in front of your feet. It's almost like scary. And the cops are there. The fire trucks are there. Everyone is there. And I remember that's I went I was there with my late husband at the time for New Year's Eve. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so scared. And he said, I tell you, even if a riot broke out, the cops, the fire truck, nobody could do anything. I couldn't protect you. Nobody like could protect you from it because it was crazy. And the day after New Year's Eve, after all the fireworks and stuff, there was like throw up everywhere. There were like... Heineken beer bottles in the canals. There were bicycles in the canals. I mean, it was a mess. Now you look at New York, Times Square. They have New Year's Eve. They have the ball drop and everything, all the festivities. And I'm not kidding. Maybe an hour or two hours later, it's so clean. You don't even know what hit you. Like like nothing ever happened there. And the same with the airport. When you go through the airport in Holland, there's like such a long line and everybody's slow and nobody knows what they're doing and where they're going. In America, it's like, stand in line, do this, do that, do that, da, 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 jump. And okay, how high? You know, like, it's really true. 
America is way, 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 way more strict. And I always tell one of my besties, Ashley, she was in line to pick up her kids. And she's like, okay, i got to hang up now because I'm in the pickup line and I can't be on the phone. I'm like, why not? She's like, because then you can't concentrate and there are children everywhere. I'm like, okay, aren't you an adult? Can't you make that decision on your own? She's like, no, we get a big fine. I'm like, my gosh. And I get it. I totally understand, respect that. But like, can't you make that decision on your own? Aren't you an adult? But I guess not. And, you know, there's so many rules and regulations. But because of these rules and regulations, it's also an amazing country. I still love America. I still love, love America. Even though it's a pain in the booty to get stuff done. But I think that's everywhere. I remember even in Holland, it was hard to get stuff done. So that's it for today. I wanted to keep it short. Um, waiting for John to get home. I hope we're going to do movie night. Oh, did I tell you? Last night we went to Hotel Vin, which is a cool hotel, you know, four minutes from our house. And we met up with a pilot buddy friend of John, but it's also a PlayStation buddy friend. He They met through PlayStation playing video games. I think it's Call of Duty, Tour of Duty. His name is Owen. And so we met him and his co-pilot, you know, two pilots at Hotel Vin. And then there was like um, the thunderstorms. So when it was about to start, because it was like a big one, they they instructed us all to go to the basement. So we had to go to the basement. And I'm like, wow, this is super cool. So we all, everybody in the restaurant went to the basement. And then John said, oh, I forgot my phone. I'm like, really, John? I got robbed. And now you leave your phone. He's like, oh, we'll be there when we go up. I'm like, no, 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 I'm going to grab it. So like I ran back out. They're like, wait, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to, my husband left his phone. And thankfully it was still there. But you see now I'm suspicious of everyone. Like I'm afraid of everything. You know, you really get scarred. And that's what it is. We all have a story, but we don't want that story clip our wings, right? We still want to go forward and be brave. And you really have to go for it without fear. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Like, did you die? No. And that's the same what I said today after I, again, for the fifth time, didn't get any ID, nothing out of it. I was like, did I die? No. Did I just find out I have cancer? No. Did I just find out I have three months to live? No. Like, come on. It can be way worse. So... I'm happy I'm alive, I'm safe, I'm breathing, I'm happily in love, I'm happily married, my husband loves me, I love him, we have, we're have we buying a beautiful home, we're going to Amsterdam, and I really manifest that I will have it in time. I will have it in time, mark my words, I will have it in time. But God just wants me to fight for it and work a little harder and respect it. And I think, put your money where your mouth is, right? And that's with everything, if you don't, sometimes you have to pay to play. And sometimes you have to suffer to respect something. So that's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm suffering. <laughs> and uh, once I have my papers, oh my gosh, I'm going to make copies again. I have copies of everything, but they don't like copies. Copies don't even matter, don't even count. They laugh at it. I'm like, why did I even make copies? But it's good that you have the number because they always ask for the number, like your passport number, your driver's license number. And if you don't make a copy, I don't think you know it, right? So um, that's it for today. I will chat with you Monday. Have an amazing weekend. And please say hi. Um, leave a five-star review. 
follow. I'll follow you back and tag me, shout me out and all that good stuff. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.